And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a fantastic weekend. Uh, I had a good weekend. Uh, did a little fishing, caught some catfish, watched football all day yesterday. And, uh, man, football, uh, some positives and negatives. Steelers look like trash and lost to the Bengals, but on the bright side, I beat the brakes off of the failing New York Times, uh, who some of you may know from Twitter in fantasy football. So, okay. positives and negatives. Uh, great show for you today. Uh, I was joined by my friend Ash Short. Always a great time talking to Ash. We talked about Joe Biden, uh, his his uh, border crisis and his war on horses. Um, we talked about a new poll from uh, Rasmussen showing uh, Biden's approval rating down uh, at negative 18, 40 to 58, approval, disapproval. Um, we talked about the press trying to make Liz Cheney a thing uh, to divide the GOP. Bold strategy there. Uh, we, we covered a lot. I think you guys will enjoy it. Uh, guys, before we get to Ash, please follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod if you haven't already. And please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. And if you are on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. It's a way you can help the show out that costs nothing and takes five seconds. So make sure you do that. Uh, and if you like the show and want to get involved, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the no gimmicks podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Ash Short. All right, guys, we're here with Ash Short. Ash, how have you been? Pretty good. How about you? I've been fantastic. So I, I've, I've waited to talk about this until I could have you on the podcast. Because this last week reminded me of a time a few years ago where the news cycle for about six hours was all of Twitter was debating Taylor Swift's lawsuit with her record company. And I'm like, my goodness, this is my time to shine because (laughs) I've signed multiple record deals and I've gotten out of record deals and I've been through all these fights with record companies and and all this stuff. And and I'm like, finally, it's a news cycle that I have expertise in. And then it just moved on, and by the time I even got around to like trying to write about it, it just it was over, and <laughs> nobody wanted to talk about it. But I, I'm sure you must have felt that way over the past week, since you are a horse person. By horse person, I mean you've owned horses. You're not like a centaur, half. half horse <laughs> yes, or yes, like I'm a human person. Yes, yes. But I have owned horses in the past. Um, yeah, this whole border patrol whipping migrants thing is just just one of those examples of. You know, the media wanting this narrative that Border Patrol is bad. Any attempts to round up illegal immigrants or anything down on the border is just evil, right? And you can see that they did this because the the migrant camp under the Del Rio Bridge was getting traction. You know, the 15,000 migrants camping under the bridge was getting traction. So they have to, you know distract from Biden's border crisis and this horrible situation on the border that is just not getting any better. It's continuously getting worse. So they had to distract. And so how do they do that? They try to make Border Patrol look at bad. So you've got some reporter, someone somewhere seeing a photo and a video 
of, I think it was like Al Jazeera started it, right, with these videos of Border Patrol trying to do crowd control on horseback and claiming, look at them, they're whipping migrants. And it's like, <laughs> or that they're, they're rounding up migrants with whips, right? Like the word whip was used, some of it whipping, some of it as if they were holding actual whips. And then you had Border Patrol come out and say, like, we don't have whips. Like, we don't use whips. Like, this isn't no. the 1700s. <laughs> right, exactly. And it, it wouldn't make sense at all. Like, to use a whip, one, that would be cruel and unusual. We would have heard about it long before then. And if you were using a lasso, that also wouldn't make sense. You know, like, catch one person, you've got to control thousands of people coming <laughs> right. over. So like taking care of one at a time, like doesn't happen, but it didn't matter. So they have these pictures, still frames of action shots, and then they're declaring what is happening when you cannot tell what you can tell. If you know anything about riding horses and using a Western saddle, that's the saddle that has the horn on it, is that these were reins and not whips. And that you can see in some of the pictures, the Border Patrol agents aren't holding them like whips. They're loose pieces of rain because they're split reins. So there's long extra pieces of leather that hang on either side of the horse's neck. And the one video that's out there shows a Border Patrol agent like spinning the end of the rain kind of near the horse's rump. Right. And that, as Border Patrol said, is used to deter people from getting close to the horse. So it wasn't a whipping motion. They weren't beating the migrant with the whip. There's no indication that they that the that the uh, rain even made contact with the migrant. But they're saying, "Oh my God, that's whipping!" And it's like, "No, it's not." I mean, horses are used for crowd control. That's why the New York Police Department, the LA Police Department, DC Police, like why every major police department has a horse patrol unit because they are good for crowd control, and that is what they are doing down on the border. And so you could see the media even like to an extent realize the problem, but they still wanted to go with it. Right. So you started right. with this, you know, menacingly, like whipping them menacingly or like spinning the rain menacingly and they're whipping them and like all these reports. And then pretty much by the end of the day, you've got New York Post or New York Times and The Washington Post saying uh, that they're chasing down and apprehending Haitian migrants on horseback, essentially that they were apprehending illegal immigrants while riding horses, which is exactly their job. But they're now trying to make that in itself seem evil. And so then right. you have the, the Biden administration who wants to distract from the border, who doesn't want anybody to talk about what's actually going on on the border and the horrible conditions and the fact that thousands upon thousands of people are flooding our borders because the Biden administration is doing nothing down there except demonizing border patrol and people that, you know, want a wall. And so you've got the Biden administration coming out and saying, we're horrified by these images. It's horrific. This is terrible. We're going to investigate. And then you've got Biden himself saying, we're going to hold these people accountable. And then, you know, we're they're on desk duty or we're going to investigate and we're going to, you know, hold them accountable. And basically like, we're going to fire these people for doing their job because it, you know, helps us. Um, and it, for days, there's, they're still going on with this when it's like everyone's realized by now that those weren't whips. Yeah, so that, that's the thing. To say like it was a whipping motion. You can whip with something <laughs> that's not a whip. But I'm like, but they're not. You yeah. can tell by the way, like you can literally 
pretend to whip using your hand right now, like lift it in the air and make that whipping motion and see how your hand is. And then look at those images and show that in none of those pictures is the border patrol agent's hand in that position at all. And That's like, it's very easy to like dispel this. And yet the administration is still running with this. That's the funniest part for me because like, I, I mean, I, Joe Biden's been a liar his whole life. He's been in you know the public eye for 50 years or something like that. Uh, and, and I know all these corporate journalists, they're all liars. I get it. If they're talking, they're lying. I understand that. And you just expect politicians to lie all the time. But the the funniest, the, the most bizarre brand of lying from the Democrats and the press is this kind of like reflexive lying. Like, I, like it, it does feel like they lie reflexively. It's like they don't know how to tell the truth anymore. Like they just have to lie. And, and like you said, like this one was so easily debunked. <laughs> like this wasn't like, it just, it didn't make any sense at face value. I mean, it's like, you know, the Trump peeing on Russian hookers and stuff. It's like, all right, this is clearly not true. And it, it just, it's so bizarre, but they don't care. Like, they, and they're still going to run with it. Like, like you said, Joe Biden is pledging to ruin this man's, this border control agent, ruin his life for the crime of, Riding a horse, <laughs> and and they will. I mean, I'm sure they'll they'll ruin this man and his family, and and they'll well, dox, luckily, dox him and all that. Right. Luckily, like Greg Abbott has said, like if any of these guys get fired for this, like we will hire them to defend Texas. You know, oh, nice. so like, nice. yeah, that is something that needs to happen in this kind of like cancel culture world, where like you know something you could be literally doing your job, nothing wrong, doing your job, and yet you know, someone decides that a picture or a video shows you doing something wrong and then enough Twitter outrage gets to the White House and the White House for its own selfish reasons wants to, you know, focus on this rather than Afghanistan, rather than the border, rather than, you know, the economy, rather than COVID, rather than literally anything else that is going on. Um, so they focus on this like what is one two people supposed to do when like the entire weight of social media and the white house is coming down on them and they did nothing wrong and it just doesn't matter like you want to talk about cancel culture like that is kind of the definition when people who have no power (laughs) right are are accused of having power and are getting ruined for it because somebody else wants attention. I think when it comes to this uh, and with, with border control and the border crisis generally, I, I believe it was, it was your boss, uh, Ben Shapiro, that wrote about this a month ago regarding Afghanistan. Um, and it's something I hadn't really thought of. But if you understand this, you understand the, the true depths of the degeneracy of the Biden White House. Like these people, Biden and his handlers, um, you know, we don't really know how—, how you know, lucid Biden is on a daily basis, but but the Biden White House, the regime, they don't view people as people, right? They don't view any of these crises as crises. They view all problems as political problems. Like they don't care yeah. about the lives of the thousands of Americans left to die at the hands of the Taliban. Okay, like they don't care about the fifteen thousand Haitians camped out under a bridge in one hundred ten degree heat or whatever. Like they only care about the polling data. They only care about the political blowback. That's all they care about, <clears throat> and that's why, like obviously. There were no whips. Obviously, these border control agents didn't do anything wrong. But, like, they don't care. Like, they're still going to run with it. They'll right. do it again with the next crises. They, they, 
anything to uphold the narrative. They'll fire right. this guy. They'll persecute this guy. Anything to uphold the narrative. They do not view. Right. They like they have no humanity in this White House. Right. Like honestly. That, yeah, we saw that in Afghanistan where they were saying anybody who wants to get out has gotten out, as if the Come thousands on. of yeah. Americans that have been left behind uh, wanted to be there <laughs> under Taliban rule. Yeah. And like. They just, no, you wanted to be here. If you wanted to leave, you could have, even though we saw the images of the airport. We saw the reporting. I mean, CNN's, uh, you know, reporter couldn't hide it, right? She was there. Like, whatever CNN wanted her to report, she couldn't report. She had to, like, report the truth of what was happening there because she was there. Yeah. You know? And Clarissa Ward, right? Right, right. And so, like, they couldn't hide this stuff. And so then it's like, no, everybody got out who wanted to get out. No, no. <laughs> like you were you were just like letting like there was no process for it because you took the military out like before the civilians. Right. And, and then he wanted to say, we've been in this war and this deal was created under the Trump administration as if this was the one binding thing from the Trump administration. Like everything else that Biden's bragged about you know, we undid this from Trump. We undid this. We fixed this. He was horrible. But this we couldn't do anything about. Well, and Trump this had deal. an evacuation plan. Right, and exactly. They, 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 they scrapped the, the plan itself. But it's funny. I think it started with Afghanistan, but it really does seem to me like things are—there is a snowball effect happening. It's like— Well, I mean, it really started with the border crisis, but, you know, the right. media ignores that so much. But yeah, it, what, what I border believe crisis, that you're right? accurate— <laughs> The, like the Afghanistan stuff was when it was like it could not be ignored anymore. Yes. Yeah. And it, but it seems like this White House, their answer for every disaster is just to create another disaster. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? It's like the, and the press is doing their best to carry water for them. They're doing their best to let them get away with it. But it's like, all right, leave Americans behind in a war zone. All right, well, we'll murder a bunch of children. Oh, murdered a bunch of children? That didn't look good. All right, how about we release 14,000 Haitians in the, in the interior of the country? Oh, release 14,000 Haitians? Okay, well, how about we'll try to spend $7 trillion in one fiscal year and raise taxes on everybody? It's like every action by this White House, <laughs> like, my goodness, right. it, it almost now seems like the destruction is the point. It's like every decision they make makes the country worse, less free, less safe, less prosperous. And, and they like, insult people yes. every step of the way. Like, today... Yes. Or late last night, Biden's Twitter account, which, you know, whether he writes on it himself or not, I doubt he does. No most politi- most politicians don't. I mean, Trump Except and Trump, Chuck yeah. Grassley <laughs> are like the two, that, and Ted Cruz possibly even, are like the ones that we know do their own Twitter account. Because you can tell. But like the Biden account was saying like, you know, the $3.5 trillion spending bill he wants isn't going to cost anything because instead of (laughs) wasting money on things like tax cuts and it's like, so you're literally telling people that them being allowed to keep their own money is a waste. And you get that kind of thinking when you believe that everybody's money is actually the government's money and the government just gives money back to them. And then further that you as a government official can spend other people's money, everybody's money, better than they can spend it themselves. Yeah, I mean, just the gaslighting regarding this $3.5 trillion spending package. And then they also want another $1.2 trillion for infrastructure, and they already passed the, what, $2.1 2. trillion in 
I don't know, COVID stuff, handouts to, right. to blue states, and then, stuff like that. And then what did they try to say? That, like, inflation is good or something? It's like, no, it's just temporary. Like, none of this stuff. Because, like, there's also the crises that, like, aren't getting the attention. Like, the supply chain problems, it's, a lot of that is due to COVID because mostly Democrat states just continue to shut things down arbitrarily. Yeah. And then you think about not only supply chain, but that with the housing crisis, which uh, as far as the, the housing market crisis, we're not in a like 2008 crisis, but the fact that homes are, are wildly overpriced and uh, trying to build a new home is, is taking an astronomical Impossible. amount of time yeah. because of the lumber shortage and lumber prices and other building material delays and all of these things in addition to all the crises that are actually being talked about. And it's very difficult for the Biden administration to actually pretend that everything is okay, like they did with the 4th of July, when they're like, your barbecue costs 16 cents less. And they like <laughs> pretty random art items that are like not even really at the barbecue. And they're definitely not like the main barbecue items. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, the ground beef, you know, like the, that people have, not the burgers, but like, you know, there's like random things that cost a little less. So you'll save 16 cents when like everybody can see with their own eyes that it is more expensive to go to the grocery store. I mean, like when my husband and I go, you know, we go every couple of weeks, have a big, you know, buy bulk, basically a lot of groceries at once. And it used it's it, it, a couple of weeks ago, it was like a hundred dollars more than usual. Oh, yeah. And we didn't even buy anything like that much more or different, but it was like a hundred dollars more than it usually is. It oh, seems yeah. to have gone down a bit since, but it's like, people can see these things. People yeah. can tell that they're paying more. Like you cannot gaslight enough for people to believe. Like that's why, you know, as much as the media was able to get Trump to be viewed as a hated person, like people could see with their wallets that things were much better. Yes. Yeah, and 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 the, that is the Biden strategy is just to gaslight all the way through twenty twenty four, and he's betting that the American people are are too stupid to to know what's going on. I mean, in this morning, in some positive news, Rasmussen reported the worst poll yet in in regards of uh, Joe Biden's approval rating. Uh, they're showing him down at forty percent with his disapproval at at fifty eight percent. So he's underwater by eighteen points. Um, I mean, the Biden regime does have a clear strategy. It's it's to hide out, let the press run cover for them, and let the American voters forget about all the wicked things that this administration is doing. It, you know, it might work, it might not work. You know, I don't know. I mean, I think these next few years will be very telling. Um, I mean, look, if the American electorate is as stupid as Biden thinks they are, um, we're in trouble, you know, but maybe the public isn't. I mean, these approval ratings are have been consistently low and still going down over the past month. That's encouraging. Um, maybe the public isn't as dumb as they get Democrats thought, you know, maybe Biden's approval rating will remain low and the left will get wiped out next year. And I don't know. I, so if you had to guess, you know, I, I mean, this is the clear strategy by Joe Biden. He's betting against the intelligence of his own voters, right? Right. Is he right or is he wrong? Like, is he correct that the American people will forget about this? They'll let the press just talk about orange man bad and, and all this stuff. Do you, is is Biden right that the whole wait in the basement, let the press cover stuff up, long-term strategy? Is he right or wrong? There's a large enough section of the population, you know, like that 
came out in droves to vote against Trump because of the lies that the media said, even though bank accounts, job prospects, other than COVID, like things were much better under Trump than they were under Obama. And they're definitely much better than they are now under Biden. Um, you had, you know, those millions more come out and vote in 2020, you know, I mean, Trump increased the mil- the vote number of voters who voted for him, which is not usually what happens. And yet Biden got even millions more than that. Right. So you do have this whole section of the population, obviously on the left that are like, oh, well, you know, the media's negative, horrible portrayal of a Republican president is reality. And therefore the whole world is terrible. So we're going to come out and vote for the Democrat. But history does show us that midterm elections usually don't go well for the party in power, whether the economy, whether the country is doing well or not. Trump lost big in 2018. Obama lost huge in 2010. So history says that Biden's going to lose pretty big. Now, the even (laughs) worse, there's there's so much going against Biden right now. The all of these crises, the economy doing so terribly that everybody is affected. The uh, border, watching on Afghanistan, watching everything that he is doing wrong, him constantly insulting the American people as he goes, lying to them, obviously lying to them. And the every, you know the media has this, this almost zero trust with the people. But on an even bigger scale, Biden doesn't have any kind of an accomplishment that he can point to. So in 2010, even though he lost really bad. Obama had Obamacare to point to. Now that did, wasn't good, but like he had that to point to. In 2018, Trump had those tax cuts tax he could cuts, point right. to. Biden does not have something like this. He could point to this COVID relief, but it's like that 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 was already underway under Trump, you know. Right. And uh, there has been no signature accomplishment from Biden that he can point to. I mean, he can say more vaccines. We did this. But, you know, you can say that. And it's like people, more people were getting the vaccine as they became available to people under Trump. You just inherited something that was already on the move. And then you bungled the messaging by saying you get the vaccine, we can go back to normal. And then, oh, even if you have the vaccine, you have to mask up or, you know, social distance or live life like we did before, you know, so they completely bungled all of that. And then the CDC constantly coming out every other week changing, oh, no, kids need to be masked. Kids don't need to be masked. Kids, you know, like it, nothing matters. And so he has absolutely nothing he can point to, to say, this was what I promised to do. And this is what, you know, this, I promised this legislation, right? And this is what I did. Yeah, I think that's absolutely because right. Because his promise, yeah, because his promise was to, to end COVID yep. and shut down the virus. Not, right. And and he's not going to be able to blame the southern states because the virus, uh, the surges are moving north as it gets colder, because the, the way that the virus has tended to work is that the southern states get hit in the summer. People kind of stay inside because it's too hot down there. And then they pass it all around. Right. And then the northern states get it in the winter because that's when they stay inside a bit more and pass it all around. And so we're starting to see that surge move north already into Pennsylvania. Right. Um, So by next year, I mean, the media is going to try. Right. They continue to try to say Florida, this Florida is the worst state in the, you know, Florida is handling covid worse than any state when it's not. 
No. It's at worst in the middle for any metric, but not. It's better in most in a lot of metrics, you know. But they're going to keep trying to point to that. But you're going to see these surges in New York and the, the Northeast and the Northwest, and it's going to be very difficult to just keep blaming it on Florida or the South. Yeah, I mean they'll try. <laughs> it'll be yeah. it'll be entertaining to see how they how they try to pull that off. And one one more thing before I let you go, just real briefly, it, just a bizarre development. It, it's a str- I mean. <laughs> I mean, we, we know that the, the press is just, you know, the propaganda wing of the Democratic Party, but it's like they're they're so transparent with their strategies lately. You know, that's kind of the most bizarre thing with me. And and their new strategy is to try to elevate people like Liz Cheney to try to hurt the GOP, right? Adam Kinzinger yeah. is another one, people like that. And it's like, I, I just don't, the, one, these people, the Liz Cheneys, the Adam Kinzingers, like they, they actually make me laugh. They are entertaining to me because like they overestimate their own importance by like 5 million percent. It's like they think, Right. Well, because the media gives them attention, so they right. think that yeah, they're they're they buy into it. Like they they're buying right. into the media's depiction of themselves. Like it's really strange, but it's just like, I mean, this woman, Liz Cheney, I mean, she thinks her job is just to whine about Donald Trump all the time, not represent the people of Wyoming. And it, but I just don't. It's it's so funny that the press thinks pitting Bushes and Cheneys against everybody else in the GOP is the big win. <laughs> on the table, it's like, who's this supposed to appeal to? I mean, I have to imagine. Yeah, who did, who did yeah. Ju- just did like an interview with Cheney? Was it a, a CBS or something? It was and six, it, it, 60 it was, Minutes, yeah. Yeah, 60 Minutes, that's the one. That was like, okay, uh, are the people of Wyoming, is, is, is that 60 Minutes audience? Like 60 Minutes, when you think of the 60 Minutes audience, you think, ah, yes, the voting electric <laughs> of Wyoming. You know, yeah. the electorate of Wyoming. Like, I mean, and yet that it's looking at it like this is just some big win and some, you know. And and then when she puts out that photo of like, I only like uh, Republican presidents who win re-election, she puts George W. Bush. And it's like, well, are you insulting his father then? <laughs> right. um, you really right. want to think about this, I guess. I don't I know. Mean, it's just so bizarre because, you know, 90 percent plus at least of republicans rightfully view bush as a failed president who did extraordinary damage to the country and the constitution with the patriot act and to the republican party i mean he left the republican party in shambles i mean he got john mccain blown out i mean they lost it was like nine or ten uh, governorships in his his last year in office i mean they got absolutely decimated Right. Um, if Obama, yeah, but if Obama hadn't been so terrible, like Obama destroyed his own party worse than right. Bush destroyed his. But if Biden had been, or if Obama had been, you know, somewhat competent as a president, then like Bush wouldn't have been able to redeem himself. You know, right. it's just like as I was watching that interview, it's like the audience for these theatrics is so tiny. <laughs> it's such, right. It's just such a minuscule. I mean, like, because the left hates the writers of the bulwark and the writers of the dispatch, and that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, they're Maybe appealing. Some writers at National Review, but it's like this is like it's like five people. Yeah, it's just David French, and that's it, and his family. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I just don't understand because I mean, it's like, and what these people don't understand, Kinzinger's the same way. It's that like the left still hates them. I mean, the left right. wants these people dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like they, they, they absolutely. It's like the Democrats hate them, and then like the Republicans hate them too. So it's like. I don't know. They're appealing to this very bizarre suburban 
Washington, D.C., Northern Virginia kind of audience, not the people in Wyoming. Um, thanks so much for doing this, Ash. It's always a pleasure anytime I have you on. Hopefully you can come back on soon. Uh, where can everybody follow you online and keep in touch and read your stuff and all that good stuff? You can follow me on Twitter at Ash Scow. That's A-S-H-E-S-C-H-O-W. And you can read my articles at dailywire.com. Everybody check out The Daily Wire. Everybody follow Ash. She's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Wednesday. No gimmicks. Thank you.